We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv an unmatched dual threat. Blue Wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Candlestick Chronicles. I'm Chris Biederman. I cover the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. We're going to have Kyle Matson back last week, but that means we have a very special guest for everybody to talk about the first four practices of training camp. Um, you've read him for a long time. It's Matt Barrows of The Athletic, who also has a book coming out that I'm really looking forward to. Matt, what's going on, man? Beads, what's going on? Yeah, thanks for uh, giving my book a little bit of pub there. Yeah. Coming out... Uh... I, I get a copy, I think, in the beginning of September, and then it goes on sale on October 13th. Oh, that's exciting. I uh, I pre-ordered mine, so everybody out there, go go search for it on Amazon. What's it called? What's it called? Uh, if These Walls Could Talk, and then okay. it has one of those colons. 
Uh-huh. And then, like, 30 words after it, I think it says, like, stories from inside the 49ers locker room, sideline, etc. But, yeah, it's basically um, a, a linear story from when I started covering the team, which was 2003, um, going over the highlights, but also uh, putting in anecdotes and stories and backstories um, until the present day. So there are a lot of things in it that you probably don't know Um you know, your, your listeners don't know, and uh, that's because I didn't know some of these stories. And, um, you know, the further you get away from a time period, the more apt people are to talk about it. So some of those stories from the, the Harbaugh regime started to, to come out. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out. But um, we have some, some actual on-the-field football stuff to talk about, and I'm actually excited uh, excited to get to it because training camp is always one of the most fun times of the year for us because we actually it really gives us our best opportunity to evaluate um, who's good and who isn't and what's working and, and what's not. Um, one thought I had that that's kind of interesting about the 49ers this year is because they have so much continuity. There's really not a whole lot to look for that's new aside from like you know, what are, What do the receivers look like or how are certain players performing? It's a, it's a little bit odd because I feel like there's less to write about watching practice now because so much of what we know about Kyle Shanahan and, and how he runs his team is, is already sort of established. And obviously they're returning 18 of their 22 starters. So uh, do, do you have do you agree with that thought that it's a little bit weird now to, to be at a point where there isn't a whole lot of new stuff, new ground to cover when you're while you're covering a training camp because there's this continuity now that hasn't really been there in years past. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that continuity is going to help them, uh, obviously, um, in any season, but probably in a, a season that could be hit by coronavirus issues, that, that continuity is going to be a real asset to them, but you're right. I mean, um, you know, you're not writing about a slew of new players introducing uh, readers to a bunch of new players. There are some, um, and and that brings up a, a good point that you know, usually this team has um, at least one or two undrafted rookies making the squad. I don't know if any would uh, be able to make it this year, but I mean, it's still fun to watch them and and see who. Um, I, uh, who's performing. I've, I've actually been impressed with that group so far because, you know, the, the storyline was that that group, uh, above all else, was going to struggle because they didn't have the benefit of the offseason, no, no chance to really make a splash. But, um, you know, uh, several guys have caught my eye so far. Um, I don't know if any of them are going to make the 53-man roster. I doubt they will, but um, it's still fun to watch. Yeah, so the the big news of this week was Jalen Hurd on Monday tearing his ACL. Um, I actually had a really odd vantage point of it because I was on the far side of the field where we are looking over towards the um, the weight room through my binoculars, and while the team was doing seven on seven drills, because I was looking to try to f- spot Eric Armstead in the weight room, and then all of a sudden a tumbling Jalen Hurd comes into my tiny field of vision because I'm looking through my binoculars and then he's down on the ground um, grabbing his right leg. Um, I, I don't know really how to how to look at Jalen Hurd's expectations coming into the season because I do think he's really talented and but it was just difficult for me to pencil him in for a significant role for a couple reasons you know knowing how difficult it can be for skill guys 
it within Kyle Shanahan's offense to contribute essentially in their first year of playing. And then also the back injury, um, you know, obviously losing the possibility of Jalen Hurd and what he could be for the offense is a, is a significant blow. But I want to ask you, Matt, because um, I think his future now is really, really fascinating because on one hand you say, all right, there's a pretty reasonable chance this guy's never going to be healthy um, because, you know, you miss two straight seasons with significant injuries. That That's a pretty big deal. On the other hand, he's athletic enough that I don't think the 49ers are going to quit on him. And if there's a silver lining to his knee injury, silver lining to his knee injury, it's that it might give his back an extra year to heal, which could actually be really beneficial. Um, what do you think about the prognosis of, of Jalen Hurd and, and maybe his chances going forward after going down earlier this week? I mean, we're we're looking at it. <coughs> excuse me, we're looking at a guy in Jarek McKinnon who's been out two straight seasons, and he seems to be coming back and, and returning to form. I don't know if he's quite back to 2018. So, you know, that, that just tells you even if you've got back-to-back injuries, um, you know, it, it's possible to, to come back from that. Frank Gore is a, 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 a prime example of that. So, um, you know, obviously, it, it's, uh, it, it's going to be difficult for him. Um, I think the agent went on the radio uh, this morning and said that, you know, it's a clean tear there's no ancillary da- damage, so the prognosis is pretty good as far as ACLs are concerned. Um, you and I have both covered a lot of ACL patients who never really made it back That's to true. Uh, full strength, so you never know. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, they're, they're surely not going to give up on him. He's got two more years on his contract, and, um, you know, he was they – were, they, were, they were very um, optimistic about him. They, they saw him – doing all their rehab uh, throughout the offseason. They really um, liked the work ethic that he was showing, and they were eager to see him in their offense. So uh, I, I think that that doesn't dim very much, and uh, it, it'll be the same thing next year. Um, you know, I think he'll probably sit out all of the, the spring drills, and then it'll be a question as to whether he's full go for training camp uh, when it begins in, in 2021. Yeah, so sticking on receivers, uh, we've talked about them so much, and maybe not necessarily you and I, but people with podcasts, you have a podcast too, actually, um, over at The Athletic, but um, the receiving core, to me, while there are a lot of question marks, and obviously it's not a positive development when you lose Debo Samuel and and Jalen Hurd, but Brandon Ayuk, to me, has been better than I expected him to be. Um, and Dante Pettis has also been better than I expect him to be. And Kendrick Bourne has also gotten off to a pretty good start to training camp in, in my estimation. And then there's Trent Taylor who, you know, looks pretty healthy, uh, after missing all of last season with a foot injury. And that's not to say that there aren't still a whole lot of question marks remaining about the 49ers. But I think just when it comes to those guys, and maybe you could even group Jawan Jennings into this mix too, but I think the Niners receivers are are actually playing pretty well, all things considered, given that this is a very unique offseason and they didn't have nearly the same amount of on-field practice time, save for that workout Jimmy Garoppolo led in June. Are, are you noticing the same thing? And, and what's your uh, evaluation of, of those guys who are going to be needed so badly by the 49ers this year? Well, I mean, the 49ers showed last year that they can work around a lot of issues. Um, you know, they had a lot of injuries last year, and they, 
they kept winning despite all of them. Uh, they were definitely better, though, when they got Emmanuel Sanders into the mix. And, and there's no Sanders and no Sanders-like figure in this offense this year. And, um, you know, the fact that, that Kyle Shanahan really felt like he needed to make that trade last year. And, um, you know, he was right. I mean, the, the passing game was a lot better uh, across the board when he got there. That that tells me that they, they do need somebody like that in, the, in this offense. Um, you know, despite uh, a really good running game, despite really good tight end play, which could be even better this year if, if Jordan Reed is even, um, you know, uh, plays 50% of the games, uh, that, uh, that, that position would be markedly better. So um, I, I, I'm not ready to say that they're going to be fine at, at wide receiver. Uh, they're missing a veteran presence. And um, but I, I do agree with you, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier that the the, the whole rookie class is a little bit better um, than we expected, and, and Shanahan was sort of hinting towards that. That you know, it's not like the 2011 lockout because they did have the uh, the, the Zoom meeting, so there was an element uh, of learning that uh, all of these guys had. Now they're putting it to practice on the field. Um, you know, I think it's clear that. All of the guys that they drafted, a lot of the guys that they brought in are sharp guys. I mean, they, they know what they're doing. So there's, there's been no hiccups in that regard. Um, the first few practices that we saw were kind of akin to OTA practices in what they were doing. But in OTAs, the, the rookies are really new. Uh, and you're having to run things at, I don't know, three-quarters speed. And you're having to redo plays and whatnot. They didn't have to do any of that um, over the weekend. So I think that uh, that bodes well, and uh, yeah, I mean, Ayuk is interesting because he can do a lot of the things that Debo Samuel can do, uh, which means that the guy doesn't have to be necessarily uh, entirely uh, up to speed or astute as far as you know being a an NFL receiver. He can be sort of in the process of learning all that and still be useful for his team with you know uh, jet sweeps and screens and handoffs and and all those things and Ayuk obviously has the ability to do that what'd you think of Dante Pettis's practice today uh best practice that Dante Pettis has had I mean it, it <laughs> so, was good I mean his it, it, even if I, I I saw his first catch pretty clearly I was watching him from start to finish and if it even if it had just been that one catch um, I was going to write about it because it just seemed different. There was an element of power to it. Um, he really kind of put pressure on Akella Witherspoon, and then right when Akella Witherspoon turned to run with him, um, Pettis planted his, his foot in the ground, and he came back for the ball. It was a strong play, and you don't always see sort of that forcefulness uh, from Dante Pettis, and that's what, that's what Kyle Shanahan wants to see. Uh, and, and he had a, a practice like that. It wasn't, ju- wasn't just that play. It was four others like that, across the middle, um, things like that, things that they want to see Dante Pettis doing, he's starting to do. I'm, I'm eager to see. I mean, uh, I'd be interested in your opinion on this. Does he look any bigger to you? Does he look more like he's been really hitting the weight room? Uh, because I think that was not an issue, but that's something that the 49ers wanted to see as well, a little bit more bulk on Dante Pettis. If he gained weight, it it's probably not more than five or maybe ten pounds. I think it might just be a mentality and a mindset thing. For from my standpoint, like 
the 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 most interesting thing about Pettis, and we haven't gotten to talk uh, to him yet, but the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo said the words uh, physicality and competitiveness was really telling to me because Garoppolo is not somebody who really offers um, a good quote, and and to me it was right on the nose, particularly when you're talking about Pettis. And I think it's been a big a big emphasis for Pettis, and I think he, I mean, I think he understands. He's not a he's not a dumb guy by any means. I think he understands the opportunity at hand, in that if he didn't really turn into a contributor, or prove to the coaching staff that he could potentially be a contributing player to the passing game, then he might be cut. Um, so really, his entire NFL future could hinge on these few weeks of practices, um, at least in a situation where he stays with the team that drafted him with one of the best offensive coaches in football, right? So I, I don't know that Pettis looks drastically different from the way he's, um, he's composed from, you know, from a size standpoint. I, I just think he's playing with a little bit more urgency. I noticed he's, he's basically the first receiver to run all of the drills. Um, and, and I don't know that that necessarily matters, but it speaks to sort of his experience with the team and where he might be um, maybe on the pecking order just from that standpoint. And part of that could be because they have so many new guys. But I, I think this this looks like at least four practices in, like a very different version of Dante Pettis that we got in uh, training camp last year. I'm just very curious to see if, if it sustains and if he actually can be a receiver who um, the 49ers feel comfortable with, you know, playing a, a heavy amount of snaps in, in their receiver rotation. It's funny that you, you noted that he's the first receiver through the drills. He's got the most, well, un- until Tavon Austin and J.J. Nelson got here, he, he had the most starts regular season starts of any receiver on the 49ers roster. He and Debo Samuel each had 11. Um, so, I mean, 11 is a pathetic number, but it kind of shows you where that group is. Uh, so, I guess it with Debo Samuel out, I guess it's not surprising that uh, 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 Pettis is the, the elder statesman when it comes to, to starts for this team. So, uh, you know. Uh, that that illustrates the uh, the state of affairs more than anything else. From tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging, and simply making it through each busy day, everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore, so everyone can benefit from TheraOne's CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason Worsland, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with the revolutionary Theragun percussive therapy device when Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments. He created TheraOne to bring you CBD products done right. A lot of CBD products claim claim organic but still contain up to 30% filler and these fillers are potentially toxic. TheraOne tests their products four times before they get to you. Every product is USDA certified organic, grown in the US, and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. Use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, body balm for targeted relief, and sleep tincture to drift into a deep night's sleep. 
And now through Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragun.com slash bluewire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase. This is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. Buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash bluewire. But only until Labor Day. Go right now to theragun.com slash bluewire. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are finally coming back in the NFL with NFLSundayTicket.tv. You can stream every live out-of-market game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. I probably won't be traveling to road games this year, so I'm pretty excited to order NFLSundayTicket.tv. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. Yeah, so I, I want to shift the conversation to Javon Kinlaw um, because, to be honest, like I haven't been all that impressed with what he's done um, in practice and, and Lake and Tomlinson and one-on-one drills, uh, pretty much handled business in, in the two reps that we saw. I think Kinlaw says he, he split one with him today. I'll, I'll have to take his word for it. Um, because the only rep I saw Kinlaw take against Tomlinson, I think Tomlinson won again, but, um, that's not to say I, I'm, I'm down on Kinlaw as a prospect. I, I, I think, he absolutely benefits from joining arguably the best defensive line in the league. Um, and it seems like hearing him talk today for the first time since training camp began and hearing his teammates gush about how much of a sponge he's being and uh, really being eager to learn. Um, I'm, I'm really optimistic about what Kinlaw can bring, but I think what Kinlaw has been on the practice field has not necessarily matched what all of his teammates are saying from you know, uh, like how well he's playing, <laughs> like from that standpoint, I don't think he's playing particularly well, but I, but I am encouraged, uh, about him as a prospect overall, just given the situation he's in and, and all the physical tools. And I'm curious to hear what you think, because to me, he's one of the most interesting figures of training camp so far. Yeah. It, it, he hasn't been a surprise to me only because this is what people were expecting from him. And this is how he played um, at South Carolina, too. There weren't a lot of plays in the backfield. What what he was was disruptive, and the thinking is that, you know, once he puts it all together, he's still a work in progress, um, he's going to be much better. And maybe even more so than that, when, when you have that, um, you know, uh, uh, ability to create chaos in the middle of the line, um, you know, it's it's all about you know he's giving full effort. He he's a handful, even if he isn't making the plays. It's going to have a spillover effect to everybody else. So um, I I think if even if he comes up with I don't know what the number would be this year. If he started 16 games, I would say four and a half sacks would be really good uh, because yeah. I think it would mean that he's getting there or getting close a lot and that Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa and anyone else who's playing next to him 
um, is going to be uh, kind of cleaning up a lot more of those. So I, I, I don't know if it's, um, you know, it's all that great a concern. I think him going up against Tomlinson is, is a great uh, practice partner, so to speak. I know DeForest Buckner felt that way because Tomlinson is strong, and Tomlinson, Tomlinson can move. He, he's a good technician. Um, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to force Kinlaw to work on his craft more, which is exactly what, you know, all, all the draft prognosticators, all, all the experts said he needed to do. All the raw materials are there. It just needs to be refined. All right, I'll, I'll finish up with this one um, because you, you alluded to it earlier. Uh, do you have any back end of the roster guys um, that have stood out to you and maybe not be somebody who makes the initial 53, but who maybe gets stashed on the practice squad who might be able to contribute at some point in the season? I watched uh, the one-on-one pass rush drills. We were just talking about them, Tomlinson versus Kinlaw. And one guy had just about the best pass rush I've ever seen, and it was Darian Daniels, an undrafted uh, nose tackle from Nebraska. He just absolutely blasted Ross Reynolds, who's you know uh, taking some snaps at center. Um, Reynolds has been a guard, so this is sort of new for him. So you have to give him a little bit of a, a pass that way. But it was uh, – Pancake doesn't begin to explain what happened to him. So <laughs> there, was some, there was some nice explosion in size there with Darian Daniels. He's, he's caught my eye. Um, you probably saw the Savan Ahmed catch today in one-on-one drills. Um, yeah. He was going up against another undrafted rookie, Jonas Griffith, a, a linebacker. Uh, he had a nice day. Jermichael Hasty has had uh, some nice days. I think that Demarcus AC, the uh, the cornerback, uh, also undrafted, has. Um, I, I, I'm not going to say that he's he's jumped out to me. I, I've, I've watched him in warmups and whatnot. He's got really good size. Um, again, there's another sort of uh, uh, piece of clay that the the 49ers can work with. Um, there are a couple of other guys. The the tight end Chase Harrell, um, you know, he'll look really good on one play and just uh, a little bit lost on the next one. So he's he's another guy that seems like a a project worth taking on. Um, he's very athletic, um, just as fast as George Kittle. Um, you know, he, he's a former receiver that recently converted to tight end. So he's going to need a lot of work. But there's um, there's something there with a lot of these guys. And uh, I, I would I would think and I would hope if you were the 49ers that uh, you would develop those guys on the practice squad this year. All right, Matt. Well, thank you so much for taking some time last minute uh, on a Tuesday evening to, to speak with us. And uh, we will uh, we will talk again very soon. I'll see you at the practice field on uh, on Thursday. And everybody, be on the lookout for Matt Barrow's book. Uh, read him at the Athletic. And uh, Matt, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for having me on. Yep. (laughs) 
Sports like the NFL are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite team and events. Major League Baseball is back in action, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and prop bets to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George of The Ohio State University, by the way, Harold Reynolds, and the seven-time NBA champion Robert Ory. See what they had to say on what it... It'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 